what up pinball nerds this is episode 221 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast my name is orbital albert and on today's episode i'm going to explain to you why and how breaking the law saved me three hundred dollars and possibly my sanity that's correct now warning 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 uh i'm not telling you to break the law but from time to time we're all our own people and you've got to choose which laws to break for instance uh on the 401 the big road which i just saw another person post uh, uh it's, it's the biggest road in the it's the biggest highway in the world it's 18 lanes and that's not including the on-ramps or the off-ramps you might be able to hear it's a little bit bumpy here i don't know what's up with this road it's yeah it's it's supposed to be a freeway but this particular road looks like it's brand new yet it's like driving on speed bumps so it's a little bumpily i'm sorry uh you heard me laughing there at the start too because uh i mean well i'm in new brunswick but getting kind of sort of close to uh now new brunswick is bilingual as well but uh quebec is like all french for the most part i mean when you're in downtown montreal most people do speak english but anyways that was a really funny song and i thought it was cool and i was just about to uh do the podcast hope you guys don't mind i'm gonna throw off a couple today probably honestly partially out of boredom and partially out of safety so let's get back to today's episode without further albert do here we go so i'm in moncton okay moncton is a really cool town in new brunswick it's primarily french but or sorry it's primarily english but quite a few people there are bilingual right and uh while i'm there i'm uh uh at this beautiful little uh brew pub called the gahan house now the gahan house is the oldest continually running craft brewery in is it north america or just canada i think it's just canada um but and happy Independence Day, by the way. See, I can still remember to the next episode. Happy Independence Day. If you are listening today, July 4th, 2019, happy Independence Day. Um, I am on the road right now, currently driving through four provinces to scramble back to Ottawa so I can uh, sleep for a bit before I drive all the way back to my good buddy Melvis Megaphone's house and uh, drop him off his truck. Thank you so much, Melvis, for letting me lend it. What a, I don't know why I'm thanking him. He doesn't listen to the show. Just kidding. He listens once in a while, but um, I think he's been on the more sh- he's been on more episodes than he's ever listened to. That's my guess. But, anyways, uh, I was in Moncton and we went to the Gahan House, and it was Canada Day, and I wasn't sure. I heard people talking outside saying, "Oh no, there's no beer garden or anything, unfortunately." So you got to bring a roadie. Now, I don't know if roadie is a term used in the rest of the world outside of Canada, but here, a roadie, and I'm pretty sure it is, you can guess what it is, it's a beer or two to go, or in some people's case, five, or 11, 12, but no, it's just a beer or two that you bring to go to kind of drink, it's it's illegal, unfortunately, uh, in, I believe, most of Canada, if not all of Canada, to drink in public, I know there are certain towns and states in the U.S., certainly certain towns um, like a lot of baseball towns where you actually can uh, just walk around publicly with some alcohol, which it's silly that you can't because I shouldn't have to hide it. Like I, I I only wanted to bring one beer with me. I just, I heard there wasn't a beer garden down there and the fireworks for another three hours and 
you know, I was at the Gahan House trying some excellent craft beer, and I wanted to get my, uh, wanted to keep my buzz going for the fireworks and hanging out and seeing everybody. Now, those of you who have me on Facebook, Albert Agar, uh, last name is spelled A-G-A-R, um, those of you who have me on there, you know that uh, I posted a picture down by the water just outside Spinet Records, which, if you're in and around the East Coast, it is a must-stop by. Not only awesome pinball machines, but tons and tons of cool, rad, uh, yesteryear uh, retro video games and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, I'm inside of uh, uh, this Gahan house, and I had started with a nice little sampler. My wife and I both had a couple, and... Uh, Basically, from there, she, I said, well, I'm going to grab one more, and the server said, oh, well, you might want to, might want to drink it up fast. I hear April Wine's going on right now, and April Wine, we'd already told her we we're going to go see April Wine. April Wine is like, I don't know, an 80s, early 90s band that had some hits here in Canada, and they're pretty cool. It's possible if you don't live in Canada, you may have heard of them. You can go check them out on YouTube if you're really bored. They're okay. They're not like, they're not like my favorite band. It's just a band that was playing for free a few blocks away, you know, good chance to go see what everybody is like there in my new, I'm going to call Moncton my weekend hometown, okay? Because it's actually like 45 minutes away from Amherst, and I'm about 10 to 15 minutes away from there. Once the highway that they're working on between Hibbert River, or River Hibbert, where I live, and Amherst, it'll be like a 10-minute whip, and then it'll be under an hour. So to me, that's going to be my hometown. Um, they don't have a Costco because, you know, we like to go the, to the Costco sometimes. And um, basically, if I'm just really poor, I just stand in line for samples all day. Just kidding. Uh, my friend my friend did post uh, the other day, though, from the London Costco. They were sampling Cheetos. It's like, who hasn't tried a Cheeto? Who's like, oh, yeah, I forget how weird those that artificial cheese flavor is. I mean, they're good. I eat them from time to time. I know they're not good for you. But, you know, whatever. When in Rome. So they have this place called Gordon's there. But anyways, uh, I'm, I'm at Gahan House. And I say, yeah, can I grab one more drink to go? She goes, uh, or sorry, can I grab one more drink? And she's like, oh, yeah, you can have it. But you might want to drink pretty quickly because the band's about to go on. And so I'm all excited about going to see this band. But it's like 7.30 or 8 or something. And, like, the band doesn't go on. Maybe it was 8.30. I was an hour off on time-wise. The band, uh, you know, is going to play for, like, an hour-long set. And then the fireworks are supposed to go at 10. And so they have all this beer at the front, this beer to go. It looks like just like a craft beer store or whatever, like a, a beer store. And so I go up there and I say, yeah, um, I'll just get one of a uh, can of these to go. And, oh, I have to pre preface this. Uh, I was partaking in some very legal uh, Canada Day adventures using my vaporizer. And for those of you who haven't used a vaporizer, especially the Airizer Air that I'm using, um, you have to turn it on about, uh, I don't know, five minutes, not even five minutes, maybe four minutes. So right after we paid our bill, when we went to stand up, I turned on the vaporizer, just turn the power on. It's not going to start smoking everywhere because it doesn't smoke, it vaporizes, but it's not really going to smell a lot until you go to use it. It's not going to be an issue. So I turn it on just because I know we only have like a two minute walk down to the water and I don't want to have be surrounded by thousands of people. And while I'm surrounded by those people having to be doing it because that's just a little bit rude, although it's not smoke, I'm very cognizant of not doing it in front of or around other people's children. My children know, they love me, they get it, they know part of the reason I use the vaporizer is so I don't 
stink to all heaven if people don't stare at me weird or something if I'm walking around with kids, which sometimes happen. And I wish those, wish that prejudging of being able to partake on simply, um, you know, using the medicinal properties of a plant were there. But this is not a marijuana podcast. This is a pinball podcast that has nothing to do with pinball, except for I just finished playing all these awesome machines at Spin It Records. And actually, let's make it more of a pinball podcast. At the end of this, I will give you a little review and tell you about all the games I played there because I have an awesome video on here, which I haven't got to post that I did a video tour at Spin It, which will be going up on the Pimble Nerds Podcast Facebook group when I get a chance. But, um, so anyways, I turn the vaporizer on, I put it in my pocket, and then I walk over to the, uh, um, I walk over to the beer fridge and I, you know, grab a beer and ask the guy if he could pay for it. He goes, yeah, no problem, here you go. And believe it or not, while I'm sitting there, and you guys might have already guessed at this point, but while I'm sitting there, this girl comes over. She's really nice. Uh, seems really nice. Like, she's smiling and happy and everything, not being rude or anything. And she's walking out the front doors. She's got in her hand an Airizer Air Vaporizer. So I said to my wife, Danielle, and my, my kids, Hayden and Owen, I said, oh, my God, look at that girl's coming out to vape with us, man. She's got the exact same one. I'm like, what are the chances? Now, it's not like it's only sold in Kitchener-Waterloo where it's made, but... You know, it's pretty rare to even see someone have one turned on and be walking around in a restaurant. Usually you'd keep it in your pocket or whatever. And then it's even rarer to, you know, on the East Coast have traveled this thousands of kilometers and then have someone there doing the same one at the same time with me. But then she walks directly back in and she's holding it in her hand like it's like broken or something. And I'm thinking, hey, lady, you better keep this on the DL. Like, you shouldn't just kind of be walking around with it up like that because you're actually physically inside the restaurant now. And she walks right by, by us and walks back. And then she turns around the table. And I see them all kind of, a whole bunch of people at our table talking. And then they start pointing at us. And I'm like, oh, no, they know we're from Ontario. I mean, uh, Ontario. And uh, they're going to be coming, like, now I'm just being paranoid probably from enjoying too much vaporizer maybe before I went to Spinet Records, before Gahanos. I'm not sure. But anyways, I was like, why are they pointing? And then she starts walking towards us. And I'm like, what is going on? Then she comes over and she says in a very thick French accent, she says, excuse me, sir, is this yours? And uh, that was a horrible French accent. I apologize to all French-speaking people on the planet. And I was like, "Uh, no, oh, whoa. And then I felt my pocket. And I went, oh, my God, yes, it is. I'm sorry. She goes, oh, I think when you were walking by our table, it might have fallen out of your pocket, Right? And I'm like, oh my God, I am so, so sorry. She's like, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure it got back to the right person. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You just saved my life. She's like, okay. And then by now, you know, it's kind of smelling a little. It's been on for a couple minutes. And uh, I just, I take it, I put it in my pocket and I say, you're the best. You just save the day and I leave. And so obviously, you know, it's, I'm not talking, the the illegal part that saved the day was not me doing the vaporizer, because that's completely illegal, it's completely legal, and I wasn't even doing, I wasn't going to do it in the restaurant, which would be illegal, you can uh, vaporize or smoke marijuana anywhere where um, you can smoke cigarettes, basically, so out on the sidewalk and that sort of thing, for now, anyways, and so, yeah, and isn't it funny that cigarettes are legal, which we know causes cancer, yet vaporizing marijuana, which... When you vaporize, it completely eliminates 100% of the tar, taking it from, you know, not that great to, like, being... I'm not going to suggest it's super healthy, 
because I'm sure it still uh, ruins brain cells and affects memory. As any of my good friends know, I have a memory like a freaking sieve. But anyways, my decision to break the law and walk down the street while drinking a beer actually prevented me from having to go without my vaporizer until such a time that I could find a new place to get one or something like that, right? So, uh, sorry, I just had to slam on the brakes here. Someone just cut me off. That was really nice. It's really nice of them to do that. I really appreciate that. Um, anyways, yes, when driving 110, it's really nice to have to slam on the brakes for someone switching lanes for apparently no reason. Okay, so maybe they saw my Ontario plates. I don't know. Um, it was a, it was someone from Quebec, and they're probably the worst drivers in, in Canada. I'm just going to be straight up. Uh, the worst slash the best. I don't know. If, if driving aggressively and uh, switching lanes without, you know, they probably get places somehow, somewhere faster, but um, anyways, the, the, the good news was that because I decided to break the law and stop and have to wait for the guy to go, you know, ring in the beer and come back and make change and everything else... That provided just enough time because we were only a two-minute walk from this crowd of 7,000 people. So I think someone at the table said, hey, I think that that person just dropped that. And right after the person said that, what what must have happened is the girl said, okay. And then she kind of went over to pick it up, then wasn't sure exactly who went by, and then tried to go outside and had, you know, this there was like two minutes in between there where I'm looking at beers and everything before I even saw her go outside the first time. And had I actually chosen to um, literally just sit there, or sorry, just walk out the door and go, nah, I'm not going to break the law. It's my first time in a, uh, this new province, and you know, uh, I guess we drove through on our honeymoon. But you know, if I had not, if I had decided not to break the law, I wouldn't have ended up getting the vaporizer back. And if I didn't get the vaporizer back, I would have had to roll joints. And if I have to roll joints, not only do I use like twice as much, but it ends up causing me to cough and it ends up, you know, and then at that point I go, well, I might as well just be smoking cigarettes. So I've never mentioned this on the show, but I've been battling trying to quit smoking cigarettes for, well, probably since like just before the Olympics. So that would have been 2012. Whoa, this road is a bumpy, 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 bumpy. Um, so anyways, for the last, I would say like six years, if I'm drinking past X number of beers, I'll have a smoke. Um, if I am super duper stressed, I might have one or go buy a pack, even if I hadn't bought a pack. <clears throat> so for instance, on the drive here or the day before I left when I had all those issues at the passport office, even though I hadn't bought a pack of cigarettes since last March, uh, I still had been smoking, especially if I'm out partying and drinking, I'll have two here, three there, that kind of thing. Um, Anyways, and I'm not proud of it, and I hope all you listeners listening understand that I think that that is gross and disgusting and horrible, and it's even worse that I do it because, unfortunately, my best friend and my mother, um, passed, my best friend who was my mother, um, passed away, and I always say that because sometimes you're not close with some of your parents. Um, I know a lot of people who are their mom or dad isn't their best friend, but like my mom and I had been like legit friends forever. So, uh, like, good friends. I called and enjoyed our our time together and our conversations and, and enjoyed hanging out together and even having a couple drinks. And 
um, really enjoyed life together. Her biggest flaw, I guess, was that she never was able to kick the habit of quitting smoking. Um, she was kind of an all-or-nothing person, so just the, the cutting back way didn't really work much for her. Um, that's kind of what I've done for the last eight years or so. And this will actually be a really good test for me driving across the country, attempting, because I think if I can drive all the way from uh, River Hibbert, where I live, in Nova Scotia, all the way across New Brunswick, which is about seven hours, all the way across Quebec, which is like four or five hours, um, all the way across Ontario, which is another six or seven hours, back to the opposite side of Ontario, down to southwestern Ontario, if I can get all the way there without buying a single cigarette, then I know without a doubt that I will be just fine and be able to continue to quit smoking. Uh, that being said, yeah, from time to time, if I'm really stressed, I might. You know what I mean? It's, it's possible. It's not, it's not completely impossible that from time to time I might have a smoke if I'm stressed or, you know, going through a lot of stuff. But I think, and this is really part of the beauty of this, I believe moving out to the East Coast and not having a mortgage anymore and not having a stressful full-time job and so on and such forth, I believe all of those things will genuinely help prevent me from having to smoke more. But this isn't a smoking podcast. How many times are you going to say that in the show? <clears throat> this is uh, a, a, well, it was a pinball podcast and I haven't played any pinball for a long time, so I have no pinball to report about nor do I have time to go online or watch Twitch, so I don't have a lot of, of pinball stuff to report about. But I can tell you this. Had I not chosen to walk down there with a beer in my pocket and uh, partake in that gorgeous beer, which I, I did complete before I got to the main part of the park. I didn't want to be disrespectful and being in a big group of people just, like, chugging beers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have to do it in a reasonable manner. And the main reason for having all these laws about not drinking beer in public is primarily so you just don't have drunk belligerent people everywhere. And then secondarily, obviously, so you don't have glass or cans or whatever being smashed and then someone getting hurt or just garbage everywhere, right? <clears throat> so, anywho, I'm sort of glad I chose to break the law that day. Had I not done that, uh, and the reason I say insanity later is uh, knowing that for the next, like, I don't know, week and a half until I got back to Ontario, that I wouldn't be able to vaporize and I'd have to do those, the stupid, uh, like joints or whatever like that. Whenever I do something like that, it ends up kind of scratching my throat and it ends up causing me to be, uh, I go, well, if I'm already going to be smoking tar, why not just have a cigarette? Right? So in my head, I'm like, now if I have a cigarette, I ruin like, you know, five days of me not having any, like any type of smoke in my lungs. And I really, really, really want to get back into running, so that will affect that, but primarily, uh, I just, it's something I don't want to do in the future, I just, I don't want to be a smoker anymore, I think it's gross, even me, myself, after I'm done, I'm like, wow, that kind of smells gross, but, and I'm not judging, because I know lots of people do, and that's totally cool, uh, I, if you are listening, it'd be, I think, if, if possible, if you're someone who wants to cut back, start doing it today, don't wait till next week, or the week after, or you know, don't wait till you get around to it. Um, if, just email me at pinballnerds at gmail.com and I'll fire you off a printable version of a round to it. And then you can say, look, I got around to it. And you, then you can do all that stuff you said you do and you got around to it, right? Sorry, dad joke of the day. I, I apologize. I'm <clears throat> getting tired. I've been driving now for seven hours, six and a half hours. I don't know. And I'm losing my voice. 
So I do want to talk briefly about Spinet Records and all the pinball machines there. Um, some of them, not going to lie, some of them could have been a little more leveled. But you know what? A lot of these older buildings I'm finding out here on the East Coast, a lot of these older buildings are not very leveled. So if the building itself is not level, and I'm kind of dealing this, with this when I was setting up Roller Coaster Tycoon last night, the room that I'm in, the whole one side is just a little bit slanted. And so when, you know, there, there's varying, uh, anytime you're on an absolutely flat surface, doesn't matter if it's level, but if it's flat, if the surface, if all four legs are on a surface that's flat to itself, doesn't have to be level to itself, right? It has to be flat to itself. If it's flat to itself, if all four legs are on the same thing, no problem. You can always figure out a way to level. However, if you're on uneven ground, it's very challenging to level because as you raise the one side higher, you know, it, it kind of goes out on the other side. But any of you who are listening to this who have leveled it, you know where I'm coming from. And those of you who haven't had to level a pin, what are you doing? Go out there and buy a pinball machine. Get one at your house. I don't care if it's a $400 EM. I don't care if it's a, a $200 one. We're going to have to break pretty hard here. I don't know what's going on. Okay, someone, there was a flag guy in the middle of the road here, I guess. So, anyways, the point is, is that, uh, uh, Go get, go get yourself a pinball machine. Everybody should have one. They're very fun. They're fun even if you're just working on them as, as, a, as a project machine. They're fun if you're even just learning. Well, I wouldn't say learning to level is that fun. I'm not going to lie. But so, yeah, I went to spin out records and some, especially the ones, kind of the two in the, the corners, I noticed could have been a little more level. But I'm not going to sit there and complain. I didn't say anything there. Like, come on. Now, of course, if I'm going to go live stream and spin it, I'm going to have to choose the machines that are more level. And the good news was most of the newer ones were very level and everything was set up well. <clears throat> I had one issue with my son having one coin being stuck. The guy went over right away, gave us a free credit, let us play. So cheers to them. That is super awesome. And <clears throat> remember, they've only literally had one pinball tournament there ever. So it's not like there's actual like hardcore pinball nerds who are big tournament players who are there constantly saying like, oh, uh, I think that you need to work on this or that. Like most of the people playing there are just people walking through, I assume, right? It certainly was that day other than me, right? So they had Tales of the Crypt. Really cool game. Um, you don't see it around too often. I love the plunger. The plunger is a door knocker, as if you're knocking on the door to get into the crypt, right? And it looks like a cryptic, scary, like, Anyways, it, it's just a cool plunger. Um, other than that, I had a really easy multi-ball that Owen and I both got on our first games. Uh, they did have Metallica there. The Metallica was in great working order. I uh, got it. Uh, not a decent, not an amazing score. Oh, I just saw someone on Facebook the other day uh, post it. And again, I don't have show notes on me. I'm driving in the car. I saw someone posted a really rad picture. They got 32 million, I believe. I believe, unless I missaw this or misread it, maybe it was 3.2, but I thought it was 32. Wait, what am I thinking about? 3.2 billion? No, what's a good score on that? 100 million? Now I'm confusing myself because I'm pretty sure I've got a. Is it. I forget how the game scores now. I feel stupid. But 
they had an outrageous score. And I will update this. I will take a look at it tonight and update what score they got, okay? But, um, or I'll try my best to remember anyways. I don't want to over-promise on the show and then not be able to fulfill what I'm promising, right? So, anyways, he had, he had a score that was outrageous. Tons of people, wherever he posted, were like, what? So, I, I yeah, maybe he just had a great game or maybe he has extra balls turned on really easy. I'm not really sure. But, um... Go out there and play some pinball, and if you can, play some Metallica, because, I, man, I love that game. But what else did they have there? They had the old Atari Superman, and it was so fun. Like, and even when I was leaving, the guy, that, the gentleman that I talked to, he was like, yeah, that's, like, my favorite game here. I played the most. I'm like, yeah, it's the only machine I went back and played twice. And if you go back and play a machine more than once, then you know, like, okay, that's the machine. That's the machine that, you know, I like the best here, usually. Now, it's not that I like, you know, Atari. And I don't even know if I should call it a super wide body. Because I tried to do measurements. There was no um, super wide bodies there. It might have been an ultra wide body. Uh, when I spoke to him, he said he did believe it was even maybe like an inch wider than the super wide bodies. So, right beside it was uh, Star Trek. Which is a wide body, of course. The, the older one. <clears throat> not the newer Stern. And... So I measured it with my arm and then I went beside it and it still was like a foot and a half bigger than even the wide body. So I'm 99% sure it's bigger than the super wide bodies, the six of them that were made, I think Embryon, Hoptagen, um, Future Spa, a couple of them. So yeah, I don't know, but someone someone can Facebook message me or let me know. Uh, maybe Mr. Dennis Kriesel. I thought he, he's a guy who would know. He is an encyclopedia of frickin' pinball. Uh, I would be, I would trade my, my, my left uh, big toe to be able to have uh, Dennis's pinball brain, right? But so when when I went and played it, I loved it. The game was a tiny bit floaty, which a lot of wide bodies are and a lot of older machines are. But it was really fun. It was really unique. Uh, it's kind of different than a lot of the other wide bodies I've seen. It had some unique features. Uh, I went over and played Rolling Stones, I believe, which had those two little kind of little interesting side orbity kind of things. Mr. Mr. Orville Albert loved it, and then I went and played um, a little bit of. I'm just trying to think what I went to next. Um, I should have done. This. Oh, the Boodles! It's uh, it's it's it kind of makes fun of the Beatles. It's actually a, a really old Williams. I don't remember ever seeing a Williams quite this old, but it was really fun, and I played that quite a few times, and feel like I got some good scores on it, and then. I went and played, they had a couple more newer games, a lot of kind of 80s games. Most of them were in good condition. Some of them, the, the, you had to try putting the coin in both sides several times. I had a great time. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to post the video on the Pinball Nerds, Pace, uh, Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook group. Sorry, guys, I'm getting a little tired. And um, anyways, I'm, I'm more so just podcasting right now to keep me awake. I promise your regular quality of pinball podcasting will be back. Where regular quality is not good quality. You notice I said that? Uh, and make sure you guys go. I know I gave a shout-out to uh, Ken and Bill from Special Win Lit last time and said congratulations for one year. But go listen to that episode. It's really good. I listened to it on the way here, and I absolutely loved it. There's this one part where you get to hear Ken do the introduction to each and every guest they've ever had. And I'm telling you, I've said this before. Zach Many is the hardest-working guy uh, happy belated birthday, by the way. Hardest working guy in pinball. At least pinball distribution, live streaming, YouTube videoing, 
and podcasting. Uh, Manufacturer-wise or designer-wise or coder-wise, definitely not. I'm just saying out of, I guess, the pinball media. Uh, not the pinball mafia, the pinball media. The pinball media, he's definitely the hardest working guy. But Mr. Ken Cromwell is probably a freaking close second, okay? He does truly eat, sleep, breathe pinball. Um, they had did a great job. Dwight Sullivan was on that show. I kind of was hoping or thought they would ask some questions to Dwight Sullivan about Munsters, just how it's doing and where the code is and if or, you know, a lot of people are curious if much more is going to change on that code or if we're kind of done or if we're going to, it's going to turn into Ghostbusters and maybe a decade from now we're going to get an update. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. That was me being uh, facetious and mean. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I love Dwight and he was great to have on the show and it was neat to just, good for them. I think pinball podcasts need to celebrate. Okay. And I know, I know it's not even like episode 100 for them, but they have been working their butt off for a very, very, very long time. And, uh, just right out of the gate, they did great and they've continued to do great. It's probably one of my, I know it is, it is, it is my favorite pinball podcast. I could be in the middle of listening to certain other podcasts and special when Lit's new episode comes out. And I honestly pause it and go back. Okay, so I get the most excited for Special One Lit to come out. And like I've said before, head-to-head in This Week in Pinball, hosted by Zach Many, of course, and Martin. Is it Martin C? And Ryan, Ryan, is it Ryan? I think it's Ryan C. I think it's Martin Robbins. It's Martin R. Hosted by Martin R. and Joe Lemire. I know that name. Um, Oh, and also I forgot to mention in the last episode, they were having a podcasting um, interview on Head to Head, and I forgot to mention that, of course, the golden voice of pinball, Mr. Jeff Teolis, who just recently got fourth at Pintastic, was uh, also in the room there with them. How could I forget about Jeff? So, <clears throat> wow, this is a big, huge, giant train going all the way along the side of the highway, but that's not interesting to you guys. Go check out Spin Out Records if you haven't been there, especially if you live anywhere in and around the East Coast. And in the last episode, the only thing I didn't finish was talking about the five other places in the East Coast to play. You want to head down to, if you're in Halifax, excuse me, if you're in Halifax, there is two awesome places with excellent craft beer to play. The one is Propeller, okay? Propeller has like, I think, seven, eight, nine, ten in the basement uh, of their arcade. Awesome craft beer. And then there's another place that its name, and I had it right before I started the podcast, downtown but just go look on Pinside they only have a couple machines but they have even a wider bigger larger selection of awesome craft beer and phenomenal food that one's right downtown propellers propellers downtown but just a little bit off you know the, the main strip <clears throat> so and then probably outside of that the next best play would place to be outside of Moncton two places in Halifax would be St. John at bar 83 83 bar something like that I'm sure if you google it you'll find it I haven't been there yet, but I've seen all the pictures, and I'm stoked to go there and check it out. So I will be going there soon. And then, of course, to get out to the East Coast, you're probably going to be driving if you're anywhere in Ontario. And to do that, you would have to drive through Montreal, go to North Star, hang out with Adam Kessler. Uh, I know he's owner, part owner. Have a fun time. He will see you there, uh, hopefully, if he's in around. And if I'm there also, I will see you as well. Until next time, uh, I want you to remember to have a great day. Go play some pinball. Enjoy life. Enjoy summer. Enjoy this beautiful weather. And don't get your expectations too high for Wonka. I don't know why everyone's upset. I feel like if 
15 podcasters hadn't said it was the best game on the planet, then like 20 people were like, no, it's not the best game on the planet, that maybe if I had just walked into a bar and saw Willy Wonka and went and shot it, I feel like I would be more excited about it than hearing everybody get so excited and get expectations so high. And it seems like a lot of those same people aren't nearly as excited. People are still excited for Wonka, just not nearly as excited, right? So until next time, eat, sleep, and breathe pinball.